Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. A very good day to you today. I'm so happy that I can share a wonderful word with you and that I can speak a message as well as to unbelievers as to believers today. I think the message that I want to share with you about a wonderful hero in the Bible is a message that could be a great message for the mission field when I speak to non-believers, but it would also be a powerful word for Christians, believers, for the church. And when I talk about the church, and I'll talk about the church today, I'm not just speaking about that building, actually not at all about the building of wood and stone, that building with that steeple and maybe the cross high on the top, but I'm talking about the children of God whom are the church, who are the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. And so many today who call themselves Christians or who are Christians, I should say, not just call themselves, but who are children of the Most High God, can find themselves in a position where they are blind, blinded, and not knowing where they should go and what the clear way is or what the truth is anymore. They are bound up by the things of this world and by the chains of Satan. And they are in a position where they are again as slaves. You know, the Bible says we are not in that spirit of slavery anymore, but we are sons, daughters of the Most High God. But I can see that sometimes a child of God can be caught in a net, as David says in the Psalms. He says, oh, Lord, pull me out of the net that was written by a child of God, that he was caught in a net. And sometimes as a child of God, we can be caught in a net or we can be under bondage again. We can be in that spirit of slavery again. And that is not the position of a child of God. Maybe you have come there because of wrongdoing by others. Maybe you have come there in that place, that situation, because of foolish and dumb mistakes of yourself. But today, this is not a message just to point a finger. No, who am I to point a finger? I wouldn't want to point a finger at all. I want to describe a situation, and maybe you find yourself in a similar situation, but the message is not to leave you there in that situation or to leave you under a condemnation, but I want to bring you hope that today can be the day, today this message can be the moment that God can deliver you out of that place and bring you back in the freedom where he brought you so many years ago, out of the chains of the enemy and with a clear understanding of the truth again and having a vision for the future. And so I want to go to a superhero. You know, today there are so many movies of superheroes and uh, People, they flock to these movies, but in the Bible, we find a superhero, and his name is Samson. He had supernatural strength. I mean, wow, that would make quite a superhero today to be someone like Samson with his long, wavy hair, his beautiful locks of hair, seven of them, and with that supernatural divine power. Samson had a strength that did not come from some stone or some rock or some human exercise or drinking Red Bull or some kind of energy drink, that power came because he had 
been divinely chosen to be an instrument of the Lord through whom the power of the Most High God would flow. And he had a miracle on the inside that would get activated. And it would say, and it says in the Bible, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. The Spirit of the Lord started to flow. And whenever that moment was there, that that Spirit, the Spirit of the Most High God was flowing through Samson, he was unstoppable. It didn't matter what came against him. I mean, he would push himself through a crowd of thousands and nobody could stop him. And I tell you, that power would keep flowing until he would bring down the last man, the last enemy, that supernatural divine power. Oh, what a wonderful example for us of the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm talking about the believer today who has that divine power, that divine strength. Doesn't it say in the book of Acts, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come over you. And church, the reason why so many are slaves again, why so many are under the bondage of the enemy and in chains, and why they are in the grinery, walking around the millstone, not going anywhere, but walking, 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 never reaching a destination, never fulfilling a purpose. The reason they are in that situation today, even though they were purchased by the blood of Jesus, set free, and they were, you know, as a child of God, living the life of blessings and abundance. I tell you, they are in that situation again of slavery under the power and the yoke of the enemy because they have not walked in this power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't care what kind of denomination you say you belong to. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not fighting for a denomination, but you cannot deny. Nobody can deny that without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're not able to resist the devil. You're not able to resist temptation. You're not able to resist the forces that are against us. We need this power. Jesus, he went into the desert full of the Holy Spirit. And it says he came out of the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. There is that change, that difference that takes place in your life. You can be full of the Spirit, but when you come out in the power of the Spirit, oh, I tell you, it's no longer I that live it, but Christ that live it in me. It's when that power gets activated, and God wants to activate that power in you today. Even if you are under a yoke of the enemy today, and you are bound by change, you will not get out. It's just like that fly that flew into that spider's web, the more he wiggles and moves and tries to fight and get out by his own strength, the more he gets caught up in that web. And he's an easy prey for that spider. He's an easy prey for the enemy. And the more we try to get out of the yoke of the devil or away from his power, you know, I tell you, the more we get caught into it and the less freedom we will have, what we need is that divine power to get activated. And I believe, dear listener, that as I will pray at the end of this message, that that power will get activated in your life and you will be able to break out of those chains. You will be able to stand up, to rise up out of your situation, out of your bondage, out of the darkness that the enemy has pressed you back into. And you will stand up and you will walk out in the power of the Almighty One. Oh, hallelujah, dear friend. But let's go to Samson, and particularly I want to focus on one verse here. I don't think we'll be able to 
cover it all because there's so much information in it and it gives such a divine revelation to us. But let's go to Judges chapter 16 and we will read verse 21 and verse 22. Judges 16 verse 21 and 22. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with two bronze chains. And he was forced to be a grinder in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved off. What a powerful verse for us today. And as I said, there is so much revelation in this verse. We are talking about Samson. Now, the source of his strength was the Lord Almighty. I know some will say the source of his strength was his hair. The hair signified the covenant he had with the Lord Almighty. And as long as he was in that covenant, faithful to that covenant, he had that power in him. But when he broke that covenant and that hair was shaved off as a symbol of breaking the covenant and the breaking of the covenant had to do with his heart. As long as the Lord was number one, first place in his life, he would keep that covenant. But when he gave his heart to that woman, Delilah, that's when he broke the covenant, when he shared the secret, and when he put that woman on the first place instead of the Lord. And so he broke his covenant. And the breaking of the covenant brought as a result that his secret was known and his hair was shaved off. And that was a symbol of the covenant being broken. And so when that was done, his power had left him. And the pitiful thing is, it says he did not even know that the power had left him. We know that there are symbols and types in the Old Testament, and Samson definitely is a symbol, a type of the church of Jesus Christ today. And there are so many churches through time and history, and once they were full of the power of the Almighty One. They had a baptism in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. They were full of that power, and the devil could not stop him. And they changed the whole city, a whole nation. Society was influenced and changed by the power that was flowing through that church. But then they broke the covenant. Instead of keeping the Lord number one and following him and his commandments, they put something else in place. And let me tell you, it's not always an evil thing that we can put in the place of the Lord. Let me use a very simple example. Soccer or whatever sport you like, maybe it's football, American football, or golf, or something else. You know, some simple sport, which is good for your health, and it's good for your life. But if you start putting it in the place where God should be, if you start going to your soccer matches or your golf games, instead of going to the house of the Lord where you should be to cry unto Him, and to listen to Him, and to be under the anointing of the Lord, under the presence of God, you start putting that sport, which is good for your health, which is okay to do in your life, but you start putting it, number one, you start putting it in the place of the Lord. Then I tell you, you are breaking your covenant with God. And there are many evil things, yes, adultery and other things, of course, but sometimes in the life of a child of God, it's not those evil things, but it is simple things of life that we start to give a prominent place and slowly they take over. We're not visiting the prayer meetings anymore because now we have to visit family and friends. We're not doing 
the task or the ministry in church anymore because we cannot commit fully anymore because now our work takes all our time. And yes, our work is paying the bills. And so we must be faithful to our boss and to our work. But I'm telling you, you're forgetting who's paying the bills. You're forgetting who your source is in your life. And Samson, he forgot who his source was in his life, just as the church can forget who their source is in their life and they can put something else there. And even though you are working and your boss is giving you your paycheck, I tell you, it's not your source in life. It's God who's giving you health. It's God who's giving you favor. It's God who's supplying. And in one moment, that supply can be cut off. And where are you then? Are you going to call upon your boss? Are you going to call upon your family and friends? You know, that prodigal son, when he was in dire straits, he called upon his friends that he made, but nobody could help him. Oh, God is our source. And we need to keep him number one. I must think of this this man who inherited an orchard of beautiful fruit trees. And I tell you, he was so blessed. Year after year, he went, he plucked the fruits, and he sold those fruits on the market, and he had a good income. But you know, he never gave any attention to the trees. He was just enjoying the fruits. He was eating the fruit. He was selling the fruit. He was taking that money, paying the bills, and he thought he had a ball. But you know, the trees got no attention and the fruits start getting smaller. And there came times that some trees were not giving fruit at all anymore. And you know, suddenly he had nothing anymore. And when he called an expert, the expert said, oh, I can see immediately what has gone wrong here. You never gave any attention to the tree. And because of that, these trees, they are not giving you the fruit anymore. And you know, sometimes we are enjoying the fruit that God gives in our life. And we think it's the fruit that is our supply. It's because the fruit is giving the money when we sell it on the market, because the fruit is giving the good flavor in our mouth. But I tell you, the fruit is not the source of your supply. It's the tree that is giving you the fruit. And it's the same with the Lord. It's not these blessings, maybe promotion and a good job and etc., etc., that's giving you the pleasures in life. It is the Lord who is supplying you with blessings. So give attention to the tree, give attention to the source, give attention to the Lord, give the Lord the number one place in your heart, in your family, and in your life, and keep him there. Never forget it. Go on your knees, go to his house, be faithful in the prayer meetings. You know, I think this is what we forget sometimes. And you know what happens? Slowly, the power of the Lord starts to dim in our life. Slowly it starts to flow away and the time will come. The day will come just with like Samson that Delilah, she screamed out and she said, Samson, quickly wake up. The Philistines are here. And he arose and it says, and he thought just like all the other times that he would just stand up and and cast his enemy away from him. But you know, his power had left him and he did not even know. We can be in a church where once that Holy Spirit was flowing and the marvelous presence of God was there. Signs, wonders, miracle. The word of truth was being spoken in power and in authority. But because of the breaking of the covenant, suddenly that power has left. And you know, many are stuck in a form of religion, in outward appearance of religious rituals. Yes, I'm not talking about strange religions and strange doctrines and strange gods. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ, dear listener. 
who has been caught and who has gotten, gotten rusted in religion and in tradition without the power of the living God, the presence of the living God active in their midst. And I tell you, that church is weak. That church will be in bondage. That church will not be able to resist the devil, the enemy, the darkness. That church will not be able to make an impact in society. That church will not be able to keep a clear path on the narrow road. I tell you, that church is doomed. We need to be in that church, in that place. We need to be a Christian that is in the covenant with the Lord, that has the Lord a number one place in their heart, and that is full of the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. Oh, let's continue this message next time, but let me pray for you right now. Lord, I'm praying for that listener who once was a believer, who was full of the Holy Spirit and power, who had authority, who was a witness and a testimony, who was not afraid to speak that they followed the living God, that they served Jesus with all their heart, who was proud of it, that they had Jesus as their Lord and Savior and King, who served him fully, who didn't attend parties and other things, but said, no, I must be in the prayer meeting, who knew that their source was the Lord and who was full of that power of the Holy Spirit, who spoke with authority, who had the joy flowing through their heart and their mind, who had the peace of the Lord like a river flowing in their heart, who was full of the light of the gospel, but now has been caught in tradition and in religion and is actually dead inside, is a slave to sin again, who is walking under the bondage of the enemy. Oh, Lord, I'm praying for that believer who's listening to this message and who is thinking back of the days of old where they were full of the Holy Spirit and full of passion for the lost and full of vision for the future and full of a desire to follow you and to serve you. But now, Lord, oh, who's just living the life and just has some religion. Oh, Lord, I pray that that yoke may be broken. Oh, that they will see the need to go back to the source, to go back to you, Lord, to kneel down at the cross once again and ask forgiveness that they left you. They maybe didn't leave you completely, but their heart has left you and they haven't kept you number one in their life. Lord, I pray right now that they will go back to the foot of the cross and that you will cleanse them. And Lord, that they will seek you with all their heart, all their mind, all their spirit, their whole body, Lord, and that they be filled with the Holy Spirit once again and that they will be brought back to that place where they walk under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, like you say in the book of Acts, that they will receive power once again because of the Holy Spirit that comes upon their life. Oh, Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that they will have tears right now, tears of a desire and yearning, tears of a repentance, tears, Lord, of a desire to be with you like they once were with you in the past, Lord, and bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 